To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by pbandjoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's pbandjoey.com for more information. pbandjoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. housewives so they're generally hitting the moscato too because they need something sweet in their lives because their husband is sour that ring on your finger some pygmy died digging that out of a hole for you to say i do and ruin some guys like yeah look at that dude he's got a hernia shaped like a bag of pretzels that he just going to thailand you're going to smash some dude going over there for guy time but it's not with his buddies. What does it say on the bottle? Well, if it says that on the bottle, why did you put it on your head? All these actors did was shut their mouths because they didn't want to be run out of Hollywood. Now a bad batch of Chinese food has you blowing insurance premiums on vitamin f***ing D. Too much. That's who we're I sound like Bill Maher. Really, John? Really? We can't do this anymore, auntie. I'll see you at the bar mitzvah. It's almost like it never existed, but it f***ing did. So do me a favor. Go f*** yourself. Like, subscribe, share, and donate. Don't forget to donate, because if you don't, I'll die. PositiveSarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Uh, you can like, you can like, well, I mean, if you want, but actually I want to talk about was subscribing. You can subscribe anywhere where podcasts are available. So if you're an audio cat and you drive a lot or you're bored at your stupid job listening to your 57 managers talking about those bullshit emails, part of my last email, blah, 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 with their fucking pronouns at the very bottom, um, you can just use the audio version if you just want to tune them all out. Uh, I'm on you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, anywhere. I am everywhere. I am the metaverse. I am the meta Jew. But uh, if you in for the uh, the video version, I am now on. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook, and I am also on Rumble. Welcome, Rumble. Are you ready? Yeah, let's not do that. So I'm on three different platforms, video wise, and of course you can hit me up anywhere. Where is my? Am I centered? Am I centered? Am I? Mm, am I centered? <laughs> so, I mean, you could go anywhere, anywhere where it's convenient for you. I don't, I don't care. It works for me. Uh, the, let me see here. Hold on. Tea, green tea and black tea. English. Oh, I think I really hurt my nipples. <laughs> huh? 
Beautiful past week in the uh, in New Hampshire's beautiful seacoast. Just wanted to do, uh, give that a shout out. Uh, what are we looking at here? Let's see. Just looking at the, this week's articles. Uh, going to be a, probably a short week. Just going to do a couple things about um, Face Nooks. Face Nooks. Face Face Crooks new venture. Uh, get into some crypto stuff, and then we're going to go ahead and just close up some Q&A, and off we go. So, hope you guys, it's getting it's getting a little cold, uh, let me tell you. But I haven't even, you know, I'm such a prude, I haven't even turned on my heat yet. Like, I haven't called the company and be like, hey, can you turn the heat on? Nope. Won't do it. Can't do it. It's like 55 degrees in here, and as long as my dog is not shivering, um, I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it. The minute I, co I, I come in here and he's like, hey, a bit of a chill in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, all right, time to do it. Till then, uh, we're good. Put on put on some, put on a sweater. Um, especially with the, uh, you know, the prices of everything. Oh, prices these days. God, I'm getting fucking old. So I do, obviously the elephant, well, I talked about the elephant in the room last week uh, about the mandates, um, which was a more difficult subject to bring up on this on this podcast on this platform because I try not to dive into that stuff too much. I try to leave that stuff on the outskirts of the of the door because you guys don't want to hear about this shit. This one falls right into my lap. Hey, it's ten dollars the song. Um, this one is about the metaverse, and well, let's just kind of kind of slide right into it. Actually, first. One uh one article from my producer. First things first. Uh, my producer talked about so when you start a company. Number one, a smart decision, is you go ahead online and you do like a real. You can do an initial search like Google it. You you can you do you do Google. You do DuckDuckGo. You Bing it because a lot of them have different algorithms. Some are restricted and filtered. Do a search. Go through Etsy. Go through eBay and see if there are other companies out there whether in your state, in your community, or in the United States or in the world, depending upon how you plan on growing or what you plan on doing. You do this so that if you are a DBA or an LLC or incorporated, that if you're doing business under a certain name, you uh, can't get sued. Okay? And believe me, you don't want to start a company with a big name and you start doing really well. And next thing you know, you get a letter in the mailbox saying, hey, uh, cease and desist using that name. It, I mean, I know it, it should be simple, but just change your name. Now, re name recognition matters, especially when you're already off the ground. So, and plus, you're also, you're, you're taking social media names using that name. Uh, you're taking uh, a, a business, like a, a website addresses using that name, tax information. And it can cause a pain in the ass. It can cause a real nightmare if you don't do your your due diligence right off the bat. So, um, and it doesn't matter. You doesn't matter if you're big or small. This is like one of the first things you do when you're deciding on a name. And even though somebody else hasn't trademarked it, it does. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean a thing. If they're still just doing business with that name as that name, and you come uh, come along and be like, "Yo, mine now," they're gonna they're still gonna have legal uh re they're still gonna be they still have legal recourse so that's the first thing you do so when facebook decided oh we're just going to change our name to meta uh there was a company apparently that had something to say about that so this is from proactive investors so existing company oh let me just show it to you guys so you know where to get it 
proactiveinvestors.com uh, called Meta Challenges Facebook Over Trademark. And this will be a short article, and then we'll go ahead and we'll get into the metaverse to see what uh, old Zuckybug is talking about. I am broken. This could be the latest problem for Zuckerberg after recent weeks seeing a Facebook outage, a whistleblower calling for Zuckerberg to step down, which will never happen because the guy's a fucking uh, psycho, and concerns from UK regulars regarding how it handles online safety. An Arizona-based company called MetaPC that sells computers, laptops, and software for gamers found itself in an IP war with technology giant Facebook, also known as Meta Platforms, Inc., after it announced its name change to Meta last Thursday. The company's co-founder, Zach Schutt, Schutt and Joe Darger, filed for its trademark on... Oh, on, filed for trademark on October 20, August 23rd, 2021, just a year after the company with 25 employees started up. While Meta PC's trademark petition is yet to be granted, they have a head start on Zuckerberg if Zuckerberg tries to claim it for his rebranded company. Shut and Darger told TMZ, an online tabloid newspaper owned by Fox Corporation, that they refused to sell the name to Facebook for less than $20 million. Mark Zuckerberg told TMZ they have the rights to use the name and is a little concerned. know about that um mark mckenna a professor at the university of california said there are loopholes that could facilitate facebook to acquire the meta name including a filing an application in another country and using that application date to file in the u.s uh, that might ruffle some feathers in the united states uh quote they look for a little country without a searchable system and then file there mckenna explained to the guardian before adding that would be a way for them to have an earlier date. This could be the latest problem for Zuckerberg after recent weeks. Uh, I've seen his Facebook outage, whistleblower for Zuckerberg to step down, and concerns the IP. UK regulates how it handles online safety. Well, I don't know if this is something that... Well, look, it wants $20 million. All right. This is, oh, it's a little concern. No. What will happen here is... These guys, uh, basically, it's an Arizona-based company called MetaPC. They sell computers, laptops, and softwares, software for gamers. All right. They want $20 million. They don't want $20 billion. So, that, it, it would be very easy for Facebook to be like, all right, what's your number? And I, obviously, if they have to pay $20 million, they will pay $20 million. But if they could maybe compromise on something and say, what about 10, 10.5, whatever. You can, you can retire on five. If each guy got $2.5 million, guess what? You don't have to sell or build computers no more. You live in Arizona. Not exactly what you'd call a high tax bracket. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think <coughs> this story will eventually go away. Because this company has already named its price. Once a price has been named, it basically just means like, yo, we already got this name. What are you going to do about it? And then the, somebody's going to show up with a trunk full of fucking cash uh, with, you know, Zuckerberg dollar bills with his face on it. And that's it. They're going to, they're just going to give him, you know, probably 10, 15 million dollars. These guys are out. They're just going to forget about it. And that'll probably be it. I mean, it could, they could be sticklers. Who the hell knows? But I'm thinking this one will probably just be, you know, they'll just be bought and paid for. Um, and then that'll be the end of it. But that being said, while they're dealing with that, I'm curious 
how obnoxious the metaverse may seem. So let's go ahead and actually just chill out on the, the morning jazz music. Shout out to Friday Morning Jazz from Cafe Music BGM channel. But let's go ahead and see what... Oh my God, look at this fucking guy. Oh, Jesus. Honestly. You see that guy? Look at that guy. How? I mean, you can't trust that guy. You can't trust that guy. That's like a guy... God. That's like, it's, it's worse than a guy who spells Brian with a Y. It's a guy, it, it's, it's Byron. That's a Byron face right there. That's, look at that. That kid, it, that, that's, a, that's Byron. Nobody likes Byron. So let's just see what friggin' Mark, oh, this is Mark with a C. Oh, he's real special. Let's see here. We believe the metaverse will be the successor to the mobile internet. We'll be able to feel present like we're right there with people, no matter how far apart we actually are. We'll be really? Really? Okay. Oh, is that his Asian wife in the background? It's his Asian wife. And, and then there's his dog. And there is some sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Sure. Okay, fine. I mean, obviously that was placed there on purpose, but maybe he's just being funny. But this guy is a fucking supervillain. Be able to express ourselves in new, joyful, completely immersive ways. And that's going to unlock a lot of amazing new experiences. When I send my parents a video of my kids, they're going to feel like they're right. Your robot kids? In the moment with us, not peering through a little window. When you play a game with your friends, you'll feel like you're right there. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're going to send a video of your kids and they're what? They're going to put on their VR headsets and pretend to play with it? Why don't you show up and touch the fucking kid? You know, or what? Or maybe this, like this kid, is like, oh, you can't get water on it because it will short circuit. That would definitely be a Zuckerberg child. We're together in a different world, not just on your computer by yourself. Not be, not like hanging out like friends normally do, like you know, getting drunk and jerking each other off. Oh wait, probably. That that was another time. Never mind. And when you're in a meeting in the metaverse, it'll feel like you're right in the room together, making. Getting ready to shoot all your colleagues. Eye contact, having a shared sense of space, and not just looking at a grid of faces. Just a grid? No, just your fat, fucking, stupid, annoying coworkers. Oops. Did I just mute it? Sorry. There we go. That's what we mean by an embodied internet. Instead of looking at a screen, you're going to be in these experiences. Everything we do online today, connecting socially, entertainment, games, work, is going to be more natural and vivid. <laughs> this is such bullshit. This isn't about spending more time on screens. It's about... It's about... It is completely... That's exactly what it's fucking about. At Facebook is not real. It's not a fucking store where you go and buy fishing equipment. Everything about it is about being on a fucking screen. It's on your fucking phone. It's on your fucking computer. And on your fucking headset. It's in your fucking email. Everything is digital. Facebook is not a... It's not a river. It's not a state. It is a building, but it is a building you go to to look at fucking screens. It's not just it. No, that's exactly what it is. Stop with the bullshit. It is... Facebook is a screen. It is a digital. It is place for fucking old, bored housewives to go and look. Oh, look at my fucking kids. And for people to get caught cheating. That's exactly what Facebook is. 
It is a pile of bullshit. But making the time that we already spend better. Screens just can't convey the full- My dog's looking at me right now like, dude, is he yelling at- I'm not yelling at you, buddy. Relax. It's okay. I love you. Fucking traumatized. It's like, why? He's like, fucking, whatever. Range of human expression and connection. They can't deliver that deep feeling of presence. With, yeah, without stealing your, your data, including your retinal scans. But the next version of the internet can. That's what we should be working towards. Technology that's built around people and how we actually experience the world and interact with each other. Hold on. Let's take a look at this. Uh, let's take a look at his wardrobes. He's got white sneakers. So he's, okay, he's got white sneakers. What's that right there? Surf to slopes. Oh, that's Laird Superfood. Shout out Laird Superfood products. Um, let's see what else. Hmm, okay. Some furniture that is overly, that's some Ikea furniture, overly expensive, not really that comfortable. Uh, makes no sense. Probably nobody sits there. Mm, everything's off-white and cream and taupe. This is an office building. That's what the... Oh, and wait, what about his shoes? All right, his shoes aren't bad. His pants, okay, fine. Everything here is, like, non-threatening. I'm a non-threatening presence. That's exactly what this guy is. Wiley steals your data. Metaverse is all about. Now, the best way to understand the metaverse is to experience it yourself, but it's a little tough because it doesn't fully exist yet. Some of the basic building blocks are here. Facebook doesn't exist actually either. Here though, and others are starting to emerge as we speak. We're starting to get a sense of how it could all come together and what it could feel like. So today we're gonna do something a little bit different. Rather than just focusing on this year's products like a normal keynote, we're gonna talk about the future. So let's start by exploring what different kinds of metaverse experiences could feel like, starting with the most- Look at this guy's fucking face. He is a clink. Look at that face. Look at that stupid fucking face. Look at that stupid fucking face. Look at that guy's stupid fucking face. Look at that stupid hair with stupid ears and his stupid chin and his stupid nose. That guy is stupid. Let's keep going. Most important experience of all, <laughs> connecting with <laughs> Oh, great. Here we go. Oh, wow. Look at me. I'm a fucking dork in Tron. This is great. Look at me. I can get friends now. I can get cyber Imagine pussy. You can put on your glasses or headset and you're instantly in your home space. It has parts of your physical home recreated virtually. It has things that are only... Wait, hold on. Okay. He's definitely not that. He's definitely not that. This guy... I've, he can't joust. He's definitely not a knight. I don't know what that is. And, uh, well, yeah, he could be an astronaut. Who knows? Possible virtually. And it has an incredibly inspiring view of whatever you find most beautiful. Okay. Um, so you're telling me that this is like, this is cooler. This is more, it's more cool to hang out here. It's more cool to hang out here than like at a bar where you can, well, let's say if you were looking for chicks, this is how you'd want to do it? Or would you want to see them and smell them? And, and you know, some of you can smell in a good way. Some eh, kind of, like a fat bitch after 2 a.m. This, this is not, okay, all right, come on, come on, Mark. Try to convince me. Hey, are you coming? Yeah. Uh, Just got to find something to wear. Oh, wow, it's my digital dork self. <laughs> All right, perfect. 
Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Mark. Hi, Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh huh. Who made this place? What a fucking dork. That's awesome. Right? It's from a crater. Okay, hold on a second. So he's there being his usual dork self in his spaceship talking with people. Okay, so he's got the fucking uh, whatever this thing is right here. That, uh, what do you call it right there? That freaking robot. And all right, so that's probably some ugly chick. This um, homely broad who's, eh, she's probably not bad. This guy right here. So these people are there playing cards. So you can go online and play cards or you can go to your friend's house and play cards. Uh, either way, playing cards is relatively boring, but let's go ahead and keep going. Um, the scenery's okay. I met in LA. Uh, this place is amazing. <laughs> Boz, is that you? Of course it's me. Okay, it's a guy. Or a bullish lesbian. You know I had to be the robot, man. I thought I was supposed to be the robot. <laughs> Who's that? Is that Tina Fey? No, no, not her. Get out of the way, bitch. That one. Oh. I Whatever. knew you were bluffing. <laughs> hey, wait. Where is Naomi? Let's yes, call her. Naomi. <laughs> hey, should we deal you in? Sorry, I'm running late, but you've got to see what we're checking out. There's an artist going around Soho hiding AR pieces for people to... Like AR, like AR-15? Pieces of an AR-15? Not in Soho. Guns are illegal in New York. In New York. Fine. 3D street art? That's cool. Send that link over so we can all look at it. This is stunning. Okay, that is something. That's awesome. Wow. I love the movie. Okay, or you can go and look at it, but sure, why not? Movement. Wait, it's it's disappearing. This is amazing. Hold on, I'll tip the artist and they'll extend it. Wow. Oh, brilliant. If you guys like it here, I have another room that you're going to love. Check out this forest room. Huh, let's see. Okay. Koi fish that fly? That's new. This is wild. Hey, one sec, Boz, it's Priscilla. Hey, you have to see this. Beast is going crazy. Oh, I love that guy. All right, so you're telling me that this is more interesting to do, more fun to do, and your girl willing to give up every bit of your data to spend your evenings, the very little free time that you actually have in this metaverse. This is what you want to do for the rest of your life is put on these VR goggles and let them steal all your information so that you can go and look at 3D street art and play cards with your friends. This is this is the future of the world. This is the metaverse. This is the future of the internet. How? How? Uh, wait, wait, wait. How? This isn't... This is fucking retarded. Like, I don't make... Tell me how I'm making money from this, actually. Actually, you know what? Fuck the metaverse. Let's go ahead and move some, actually something away to make you money. So I talked about this before, but this is... All right, f fuck off. Uh, let's go back to morning jazz. Oh, that's too loud. Oh, no! Hold on. Oh, hold on. Yeah, it's very important. You got to get it in the right setting. There we go. All right. Fuck off, metaverse. I don't have time for you. All right, so... Metaverse... Don't care. So you guys know, um, for example, if you use, I've, I've spoken about this before. If you use the uh, Brave browser and you activate Brave Rewards, for all of your internet searches that you do, it's not really about that. It's about 
allowing these little tiny ads that are baby basically about two inches long on your screen to pop up up to five per hour and the longer you have your uh, computer running and your internet browser up the more bat tokens and these bat tokens are cryptocurrency okay they're basic attention tokens and then it's like hey you saw these ads let's go ahead and give you money for those ads now if i have if i'm using my computer all day or uh and this is a legit browser by the way um you'll get the more you use it the more money you get now how much are you saying well here's the thing you have multiple computers if you have one running at home playing friday morning jazz for your puppy as he just you know, relaxes on the couch and he listens to jazz music your attention tokens are also coming in at five per hour so uh, on some of your computers, you could have like, you know, a, a few dollars just chilling out, waiting to be deposited into your, uh, into either your Uphold account or your Gemini account or your Crypto.com account or your Binance account or your FTX account. And at that point, if you have multiple computers running, you could be paying for your Pandora, your Netflix, your Uber money, your beer money. Now, this is, you want to have every avenue of crypto because at the end of the day, crypto is money. Crypto is a currency that you could use to cash in for real money, or you can use it to hold on to and see if this crypto builds. You can use it as a crypto wallet to buy things online, to never have to convert it to cash. There's a lot of ways you can use it. There's a lot of ways you can manipulate it that I don't truly understand. And you know what? Maybe someday I will, but a lot of people know how to use it. I just know that if I use this browser, I get paid and it's a fast browser. It works way better than Chrome. It takes up less resources than, than Google Chrome. And since I don't trust Google, I think it's safer than Chrome. So hold on, sippy sip. Mm -hmm. The very thought of like, wait a minute, my, my time is actually valuable and they can pay me. Unlike I go into the metaver metaverse and I don't get paid. But if I'm looking at houses or apartments or lawsuits or going on ebay or checking my banking account or going on youtube i'm getting paid well count me in so that's one way of, of doing things the uh doing things to your benefit paying for your coffee money every month um so this is crypto obviously is is getting a huge uh huge bump up due to the fact that inflation is is increasing its value because when salt when paper money loses uh value because we're constantly printing it then the value of crypto is going to continue to go up as long as people keep buying it or nobody sells it so and as, and as long as crypto the actual crypto currency doesn't uh, 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 increase like they don't increase the, the supply of it like for example with Bitcoin they don't they don't increase the supply of crypto of uh, Bitcoin or ethereum or Shibu or I think Doge they I'm not sure if they do or not but like I said there's a finite amount so with the idea that you were making money like this and you're having multiple computers running every day or something to that effect with a low amount of power therefore you're not blowing all your money on electric you're making a lot you can make a, a decent amount of money that you can use to buy stock or to pay for your gas like i said good idea i totally endorse it but you're finding that crypto is actually uh is now making a serious jump into into other avenues such as like i said for your 
for the ability to be on your computer, you're getting paid in crypto. Now, for your ability to use Twitch, according to Adweek, crypto.com, which is actually one of your options for taking, uh, getting money from the Brave browser right here, crypto.com. Uh, you actually get a 2% bonus on deposits and stop paying trading fees. That's pretty cool. Anyways, let me go back to the article here. It becomes the first official cryptocurrency platform partner for Twitch rivals. So cryptocurrency exchange crypto.com reached a multi-year partnership with streaming platform. This is off of Adweek, by the way, once again. Uh, David Cohen. Shout out. Reached a multi-year partnership with streaming platform Twitch covering its Twitch rivals live competition destinations. Under terms of the deal, crypto.com will become the first official global marketing partner of Twitch rivals. The first official cryptocurrency platform currency platform partner and its first official marketing partner in the Asia Pacific region. The partnership kicks off November 4th with a two-day two event Twitch Rivals Ultimate Challenge live from Las Vegas, which will feature real in real life challenges and local area network competitions. Oh, land parties. Hmm. As Twitch Rivals official marketing partner, Crypto.com will receive a category exclusivity in-stream branded segments media placement activations at Twitch events and other elements. And its branding will be part of a 250 broadcasts per year in, in Africa, the Asia Pacific region, Europe, Latin America, the Middle East, and North America. Other brands to become Twitch rival officials marketing programs of the past year include Dunkin's or Dunkin Donuts as they were previously called, Pizza Hut, State Farm in North America, Doritos in Europe, and Itau, Itau Bank in Brazil. My apologies if I mispronounced it. Twitch head of uh, Twitch head of global sponsorship sales Lou Garat said in a statement, "Twitch Rivals has built a loyal and global community of next generation fans. Through our partnership with Crypto.com, we are looking forward to continuing the cr and create new exciting moments to drive engagement for our passionate and tech savvy viewers." Crypto.com co-founder and CEO Chris Marzalek added, "We're extremely excited to add Twitch Rivals, the home of esports, to our growing portfolio of." world's best brands in sports with well over 1 billion partners worldwide fans of gaming and esports are digital natives for whom cryptocurrency is inevitable cryptocurrency isn't inevitable it's already here cryptocurrency is a way another way for you to make money however you choose another an interesting thing is right now would you want to right now it's like okay i can make a ton of crypto i can make a ton of crypto money and then i can after investing in crypto like a stock cash out and make a bunch of paper money but the idea also is in your in a lot of people's heads right now of just like wait a minute do i actually even want to cash it out at all and just be on crypto only because right now regulations on crypto are there's not a lot so it's like you know tax purposes and whatnot can you pay all your bills in crypto can you live your life in crypto well this is another thing there's credit cards in crypto so these are things that you maybe want to consider getting involved with there any chance any way you sign up for if you sign up for gemini if you sign up for crypto.com if you sign up for weeble if you sign up for all these platforms if you sign up for coinbase coinbase excuse me you can easily make crypto crypto money through all these platforms like you said you want to divest you want to divest you want a you want you don't want all your eggs in one basket so it's good to have multiple investment uh, platforms. It's good to have multiple accounts, whether they're credit card accounts or banking accounts or whatever. It's good to have all these options, whether you have Ethereum, Bitcoin, Shibu, Doge, Solera, 
uh, uh, ADA Cardano, Digibyte. You want to have all these options to see where you, and you know, obviously you don't want to have all your investment in just, you know, all your stocks and gold. You want to have WSR, you want to have ARR, you want to have MFA, you want to have, um, you want to have GameStop, you want to have AMC, you want to have multiple different types of stocks in different categories, uh, in different sector sectors of the stock market so that you can kind of manipulate and tweak and equalize to the point where you're maximizing your profits. You're maximizing your future. Crypto is no different. Crypto is absolutely no different. Right now, obviously, the dollar is king. In 10 years, I have no idea what if that's going to change or not. So to consider the fact that if you want to open up all these multiple accounts, you're going to get a little bit of this coin, not a lot. You're going to get $5 of crypto. Or you're, like if you open up Coinbase, you're going to get like $5 of Bitcoin. Well, Bitcoin's $64,000 right now. But it's a way to, it's better than having no dollars. All you got to do is take a few minutes out of your day to open up all these accounts. And you're going to have a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, and a little bit there. And then you have a platform in which to decide what you want to do with this money. It's a, And here's the thing. When Robinhood wasn't being evil... Opening up an account there got you free stocks. Well, you could still do that. You could still do that with Weeble. You could still do that with all these other apps. Just open them up. You know, and you don't have to open up on your phone. You can get like a little tablet, set that tablet aside. And it's all for your investment features. And then like look into it and read about it because it's just leaving your money in the bank, putting it in like like your savings account. It's good to have money, like a little bit of money in a savings account, a little bit, if you can. But if you can't have any money in your savings account, like for example, if you're just a lot of people right now are living paycheck to paycheck or pay or behind right now, or putting money in a 401k, putting more 401, putting money in a 401k or a Roth IRA or in mutual funds, great. That's one avenue, one of many that you should have. Okay, one of many that you should have. But just leaving it in a bank account, let's just put it in the bank. It's just going to sit there. It's just going to sit there. You're better off putting it in these multiple things that could gain value that you could just, you know, like I said, you're just tuning. You're tuning your finances every week or every day. So you put it in some in like crypto, which is easy to it was, it's easy to get. Crypto is easy to get simply by just opening it. They give this shit away. They give this shit away. The BAT tokens that you get from Brave, you can convert that every single month into any just about any crypto that your wallet has access to, depending upon which company you use to access your digital wallet. Any any crypto, especially new ones too. So this is one way of doing it. And then if you want to have uh, monthly dividends, you can go into certain stuff. You go and get like the Weeble app or the E-Trade app. And you can get like a company like Whitestone Reese, which pays monthly dividends. So you just do that and you're just adding a little bit. It's super awesome to start it now. It's super awesome to start now. But this crypto, like crypto is going to be a major force, a, a major um, regulator to keeping a check on the U.S. dollar and other dollars. Because, I mean, the fact is, is it does exist. It's, it, I don't think it's, I know people say, well, it doesn't have any value. It doesn't mean it isn't anything. Well, here's the thing. The dollar is the same thing. It's not backed by anything. It's not backed by anything. And it's hard to, just because I can't exactly, or I can't, just because, no. 
I could explain back in the day what the dollar represented. It represented the amount of gold that you had that represented the amount of, you know, how valuable your country is. Now it's like consumer confidence and the ability to pay back loans and basically our overall credit score as a nation. But crypto, it may be very difficult for me, or actually basically impossible for me to explain it to you. Doesn't mean you shouldn't invest in it though. It doesn't mean you should be like, well, let me just take 10% of like, even if it's like $2 a week, you can take that $2 a week and you can put it in some like uh some small uh cryptocurrencies and see if it turns into something or it gets or whatever you don't know until you set aside that amount and you start putting it here and there it's and the thing is you see these it's hard to be like you have to the most important thing when you start investing like this and you start putting these things into crypto you put it in the stock market or you start out with these ventures of all it's, i know it's hard to keep track of and i know that fear or panic is the is the number one thing that causes people to sell the idea your whole job is to make money okay you do some of your research you see where the best opportunities and the easiest opportunities are first to make money one by simply opening accounts and then two you look for steady after you get your easy money from opening these accounts five dollars in bitcoin two dollars in ethereum five bucks a shibu it's like okay now i have that leave it alone leave it alone don't do anything with it just leave it there okay and then from there you'd be like okay let's look for some safe investments like uh, real estate income trusts or some blue chip stocks like starbucks or whatever and you just start adding in a little bit my personal opinion is if you're not getting dividends what the fuck's the point because a lot of people don't have time to be sitting there going and, and swing trading every day. If you do, good on you. Do your research or futures trading or options trading. Nobody has time for that shit. So, especially people right now who are just trying to make it paycheck to paycheck with all this other bullshit going on. So it's good to just get a little bit of this, a little bit of that and just leave it in there. Don't even think about it. Or maybe look at it from week to week and make small adjustments. But it's important to push out the concept right now at least put it out there whether i can explain it to you properly or not that crypto is a thing these companies have power these companies are going to be a factor going forward they're major sponsors they're major credit cards they're a major force and a good thing about crypto.com having its own credit card the good thing about it being its own credit card is it can be a force against like mastercard or visa or whatever and be like hey we're in this game now, okay? And people are going to start accepting us and you're going to they're going to start like, okay, if you use our crypto.com credit card or our Gemini credit credit card, well guess what? We're going to give you uh uh cash back or crypt 2% crypto back and like you every time you go out to dinner, whatever, you get a percentage of Bitcoin or Ethereum or Cardano back it's like well then what am i doing with this fucking bullshit capital one card that has like a 32 percent interest rate on it when i could just use this gemini card and it's going to give me crypto back and i can use this to pay some of my bills or i can use this as my weekly grocery getter it just makes sense to get to to some for to use something that actually pays you okay especially something that's decentralized so that's i i want to at least put that out there hey this is something you need to do just go out and do it i definitely recommend you opening up a gemini account downloading the brave browser <coughs> opening up the weeble app 
and getting a Coinbase account. You need to do all these things. If you have a 401k, a checking account, and a bank account, then there's no reason why you shouldn't have these other items as well. Okay? That's just how it is. Okay? If in yeah, if and if you have a money market account and real estate properties, once again, same thing. You need to have all this stuff. Have it. Okay? Diversify your portfolio and include that to have crypto. Anyways, uh, we are at 37 minutes. Let's go ahead and finish up with some Q&A, and then we'll close up shop for this week. And, of course, as always, if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. In the meantime, let's close up with some strong Q&A. Am I a jerk for buying my wife a penis-shaped cake to celebrate our 10th wedding anniversary? I, 34 was gearing, gearing up to celebrate my 10th anniversary with my wife, who's 31. Okay, I had an entire night planned out like we were going to be trying lobster for the first time where the con where the conflict arises was with the cake. Oh, okay. I had always wanted to do a penis-shaped cake since I thought it was funny. And you did, but she didn't apparently. Uh, but I didn't know how my wife would react. However, since it was our 10th anniversary, I figured she could use... She, she would be used to my crude sense of humor. They never are. Uh, I went ahead... And got the cake a couple days in advance and put it in our fridge. However, my wife snuck a peek and was not pleased. She got really mad at me, accused me of trying to ruin our special night. I thought she, that was ridiculous, but she's been mad at me ever since. Apparently, she spoke with her family about it, and they've been blowing up my phone ever since. They're mostly conservative Mormons. Oh. I still don't think I did anything wrong by trying to convince some to try, trying to do something nice for her. But I realized that I might be an asshole... Because I have I haven't offered to get another cake yet since the mood is kind of ruined. Well, okay. Look. You made a mistake. And in a relationship you're gonna make mistakes. In marriage you're gonna make mistakes. So you made you read the room wrong. Comedians do this all the time. You made a mistake. The thing is though, is you have to humble you have to humble up. Alright? You humble up. You you you're not a bad person. You just screwed up. You just basically, all right, well, I thought a dick shape. First of all, a dick-shaped cake is, it's kind, it's kind of funny. But it's it's not like, uh, uh, is it something I would do? Probably not. Probably not. But, you know, like, I get it. Uh, girls do stupid shit all the time. Like, when they're getting married, they go on, like, their, they go to, the, like, their, uh, what do you call it? They're, like, night out with the girls or whatever, bachelorette party, and they get, like, you know, like a dick a dick shaped necklace or whatever and all that other stupid stuff but you know they're conservative she's like she's a a a, a product of conservative mormons probably wasn't the best idea but look it, it happened you made a mistake obviously you're a guy so you have a crude sense of humor um look it's your marriage it's a silly mistake you want to make it right um, you're not a bad person, so just go ahead and maybe get a new cake, and then that should solve the problem, okay? If your wife is still pissed off and just, oh, you, you know, then maybe you married the wrong person, but let's not go down that route. In the, in the meantime, just go ahead and replace that, you know, penis-shaped cake with a, a vagina-shaped cake. How I should, uh, how should I handle a coworker who thinks it's helpful to distract me from my work and calls herself my distraction buddy? I have a coworker who is a very nice person. 
if a bit socially clueless. We have an open plan, uh, an open plan office, an open, okay, and are seated close to each other. Every time she sees me conferring with a colleague, she eagerly interjects in what she seems to believe a friendly chat. For example, I was talking with a coworker about finding alternative solutions to offer a client, saying that we need to have a plan B ready. Jane overheard and called out, not mention plan C, D, E, and F. I'll take plan H, a vacation in Hawaii. Ha ha ha, office humor, die! She then stood up and did a luau-style dance. Another time I was talking with a colleague about work, and she came over and shoved her phone under my nose to ask me how I thought a baby in a picture, how, how old I thought a baby in the picture was. I said I didn't know, and she insisted I guess. When I guessed a month, she told me I was wrong and sat down to show me more pictures, urging me to guess again. These kind of incidents happen at least five times a day. I have ADHD, and this kind of thing is really harmful to my pro productivity. You don't have ADHD. You're just a fucking bitch. Uh... I find it very challenging to get back on track after this kind of derailment. I tried explaining that to Jane, but she told me that it's good practice for me to keep myself focused. You will introduce herself to my others as my distraction buddy. I, I'm out of ideas to make this stop on my own, but I don't know how I could possibly explain the problem to our manager. I'm already worried that I'm looking scatterbrained to colleagues because it's hard for me to refocus after the interruptions. You need to take Jane home and screw her fucking brains out. If she is at least a halfway gorgeous, you need to basically destroy her. You just need to absolutely tear her apart. Basically, this chick is so lonely, all right? She doesn't, and you just need to, like, just put her on her fucking last alphabet. You just, basically, this chick is looking for attention, doesn't have a clue about social cues, obviously, because she's not getting any and this can be easily fixed by getting her rocks off so do yourself a favor and just blow her away yeah that, that, there you go all right moving on how should i talk to my children about the fact that i used to be a mercenary Ooh. i have three daughters who live with me my ex-wife told them i what i used to do for work when after i got out of the service before they were born, I was a mercenary. I was hired by a reputable security firm, and I never did anything illegal or morally wrong. But my daughters look at me differently now. How would I do this? How do I set this right? What do you mean? So you were a you were a contractor. What's wrong with that? You were basically, um, you were a high, it's not like you were a mercenary. You're making it out to tech. Yeah, you were a hired gun. Whoop de fucking do. There are hired there are hired guns all the time that go over to all these other countries and stuff. Basically, the government does this so that they have zero, they have less liability on their hands and they can get more shit done. And because when you go over and you're actually part of the military, the U.S. military, um, there's a lot more rules and regulations, uh, not necessarily good, that don't allow them to get shit done. And it may be cheaper, what most likely it is cheaper to just hire a third party to escort or or, or fix problems, or just be—it's another mil—it's another military, basically. So I—you I, could just—if you never did, did anything illegal or morally wrong, it's basically you were just a platoon that was hired to do a job. That's it. It's not like you did—you uh, went out there and you just started, you know, shooting dogs or something. It's just you went out there and you got you—you you served your country, but you just got paid with a different check. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong about you. They looked at you differently. It's, you just have to explain it from a monetary standpoint. 
You were in the military, just a different military. Move to the next one. How can I accept my husband's decision to not not to take the paid parental leave he's entitled to? I just returned to work after my 12 weeks of maternity leave. I'm struggling and I'm really struggling with my leave with leaving my baby in daycare. Quitting my job is not an option, both because we have to sell our home because I have a very niche job where positions don't come up often. Because of the nature of my job, I can't transition to part-time or work remotely. Here's the issue. My husband is entitled to take eight weeks of paid leave in our state, but he doesn't want to take it. He gives different reasons why not. Like that it would be expensive. It wouldn't, but leave the leave is paid. Or that it would be inconvenient for his employer. He's entitled to take the time whether it's convenient or not. But when I push it on him, it seems like he would just prefer to work. I can't understand his choice. I would trade anything except our family's long-term financial solvency for our baby to be at home for an extra eight weeks. I know I can't force him to change or what he wants or make him stay home against his will, but how can I come to terms with my husband's decision to keep working? Every time we go, we both go to work, I feel so upset that our baby is being left with a stranger at such a young age. For what it's worth, I moved here from another country that is 12 months of, of leave. <clears throat> yeah, no wonder they don't get shit done over there. So this is all completely insane, uh, insane to me. Well, it's important. Um, let's look at it from the, let's look at it from the raising the child standpoint. You don't want another person raising your child. You you just don't. Those early years are so important because the child's development is so rapid and so sensitive. It's important to get the best out of your child at an early age. They'll eventually be able to, to, you know, understand the world better as they get older. But those youth years are everything. So having somebody else raising your kids while they're just kind of poking around and learning how to walk and all that other stuff is not good. You want you want to be there. So whether it's your husband who's there or you that are there, I'm just gonna leave it at. It's important that somebody is there raising those kids and it has to be somebody who is got a ring on it's somebody who's in the relationship it's somebody who you know had a part in making the child it's not it's not good it's just scientific it's biologically not good i mean i know it takes a village to raise a child but it shouldn't be the village and nothing else it needs to be the the the, the parents it should be the parents responsibility that kid needs to see their the i mean i know my parents weren't around a lot but I, I mean at the end of the day i always saw my parents i saw them a lot i wasn't what you'd call a truly a latchkey kid not that there's anything wrong with latchkey kids but believe me it leaves a void in you it's important for them to see their father though it really really is um but I don't understand why. Well, I think you should try to find out why that he doesn't want to come home. Or not that he doesn't want to come home. He doesn't want to take the time off. Even though he's entitled to take the time, it doesn't necessarily... Guys don't generally take time off from work. It's just a guy thing. We we work. We just do. That's in, that's in us. That's in our DNA. Um unless we're com completely financially set and even then we still find projects to do and things to fill our time that's just what we do it's part of being a man it's part of being human so 
as far as being maternal, I, I, I don't, I don't know. That's something you'd have to bring up to him as far as his feelings and thoughts on it. Um, but if he's going to be at work a lot, then, it, I mean, obviously, as far as your relationship with your husband, I don't, I, I don't know. There's not anything discussed about it here. Obviously, I'm assuming, I would hope he wants to see his child as much as he possibly can. I'm assuming you do too. I understand that even though he has, he's entitled to 12 weeks of maternity leave, or excuse me, eight, that maybe it would be frowned upon if he actually took it. Look, you can be entitled to shit, even because it's in your contract. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea to take it because maybe you're looked upon poorly. I don't know. I'm just stating this as a possibility. You know, I took a ton of time off from when I worked for the hospital because I didn't fucking like that place and I just didn't care. After a while, I didn't give a shit. And I wanted to use up all that time and then close out my time there. Uh, close out, yeah. So, that's just something you're going to have to bring up to him. Let's move on to the next one. Was my sister trying to mess with me by giving my daughter a dinosaur toy for her birthday? Is my sister trying to mess with me through my daughter's birthday gift? My sister Ashley and I have never been close. Growing up, our parents always pitted us against each other because, or so they claimed to, they thought this dynamic of competition would help us become successful. It did not work, and our relationship has always been strained. The last straw was when my father left more money to me than Ashley in his will. This seemed to really bother her, and we haven't talked much since he passed. And money. That's stupid. Last week, my daughter, who is trans, turned seven. Okay. My sister knows that Isabella is a trans girl, but for her birthday, he sent, she sent a plush dinosaur. It seems to me that giving Isabella a birthday gift that isn't girly was a passive-aggressive way of getting at me. So I asked... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I asked Ashley about it. She claimed that she doesn't see dinosaurs particularly gendered. <coughs> and that she herself supposedly liked dinosaurs as a child. I don't buy it. Dinosaurs are known to be boyish interests. For what it's worth, Isabella seemed happy enough about the gift and thanked Ashley over the phone but I can't tell if she was just being polite to her aunt. Am I overthinking this, or am I right to be suspicious? Um, Your child's seven and trans? Are you sure? Are you sure? I, I, okay. Look, I got issues here. A child that's, a child, a children don't know shit about what they are or what they do. The the human brain does not fully develop until the age of 25. So you say that your daughter, who is trans, what does that even mean? That she identifies as, she's a fucking kid. Kids are stupid. Kids don't know anything, okay? They touch walls, they paint, they shit their pants, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden now, they know their gender identity? Okay, Isabella, sure, she's a trans girl, whatever. Maybe you just raised a bitch son. So I, quite frankly, the dinosaurs thing, that's a fucking cool gift. A plush dinosaur. All of a sudden you, I think you are overthinking things. I think that you, I gotta be honest. I'm not a, I don't, I don't know about you as a parent. I think that um, you take offense to everything. I think you helicopter parent. I just, well, actually, quite frankly, quite frankly, I don't think you parent. 
I think you are overthinking this. I think that, you know what, maybe she... And you know what, truly, even if she is doing this to get at you, uh, maybe she should. Because quite frankly, maybe you're not a good parent. And, um, yeah, you've never... Maybe, yeah, you you two have never been close. Maybe because she doesn't... She has a reason not to like you. There's so much here that's in question. You just, all of a sudden, your daughter, who is trans, turns seven. Your daughter just turned seven and is trans. She turns... Nah. I call bullshit. I call bullshit. I feel the development of this child has been fucked a very long time prior to this child turning seven. I think that, um, I think there's a lot of issues here to be discussed. I don't know enough about this, but all I know is you're getting mad over a fucking dinosaur and the fact that you don't get along with one of your siblings and the fact that your child is all of a sudden just uh, talking about their gender identity when they really don't even understand gender in general. They all of a sudden, they sat you down and said, Mom, okay, imagine this. Your six-year-old or whomever, your six-year-old or your five-year-old comes up to you and says, Mom, Dad, I'm trans. Huh? Your six or seven-year-old, your five-year-old, all of a sudden knows about sexual preference, knows about the, their their freaking bodily organs and how they work and what that means, and all of a sudden what it's like to be a boy or what it's like to be a girl. They know all of this. They know all about biology and construct just shortly after they learn not how to shit themselves. That makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I can't wrap my head around this. And you know what? When there's smoke, there's fire. And quite frankly, uh, I smell a ton of burning bullshit. Move on to the next one. Okay. It's backwards thinking. Backwards thinking. Christ. Move on to the next one. Fucking retards. How can I salvage my relationship with, with my neighbors after unnecessarily lying to them about my pet fish? Aww. Uh, I'm single, I live alone, sad, and I've been working from home throughout the COVID situation. Long-term isolation has been really hard. During the last year, I took up fish keeping, which has been really great for my mental health. In addition to the assortment of tanks in my actual apartment, basically one in every room, each one different types of fish, I set up a balcony tub with floating plants and rosy red minnows. Last week, uh, my neighbors moved into the building, and I guess they must have seen my balcony tub because they asked me. I had fish on my balcony, and I'm not truly sure why, but I impulsively lied like, no, of course I don't have fish on my balcony. The thing is, I have fish on my balcony. Anyway, I have no idea why I lied other than maybe built, a, built up isolation over the last year and a half and some internal sense that keeping fish on your balcony was too much. And therefore, in order not to keep, seem super weird to my neighbors, I should keep them under wraps. Don't ask. Don't shell. I don't know what that means. But now I feel even more awkward and way weirder as if I've just been like, oh, those are my, oh yeah, those are my minnows. I lied about having fish on my balcony. I clearly do have fish on my balcony. In the past, I've had seven. I've had good relationships with my neighbors. Is there any way I could salvage this truly awkward introduction? Well, okay. You said that you don't have fish in your balcony, but you do. But do they know? Okay. Do they know you lied? Oh, let's just say. Let's just say. You lied to no. I don't have fish in my balcony, but now you have fish. In, but you do, and they don't know yet. Well, it's easy. Just gonna be like, listen, from that thing we discussed, well, uh, I thought it was such a good idea. Since I have a bunch of other fish in my other rooms, I decided to put some of my fish out onto my balcony. So now I have fish on my balcony. That's it. I thought it was a good idea. Give them the credit. Be like, you know what? That's actually a good idea. Or you could just 
not care and just leave it alone. Maybe they don't give a shit. You can just leave it alone. It's like one of those things that nobody really actually cares about. You're making a bigger deal out of it. It's like, are your, you're making a bigger deal out of it than it really needs to be. Are your fish trans too? You can let them know that. You'd be like, oh yeah, these are their identities. This fish is a, is a she, her. But I, otherwise, it's just like, I mean, do they know? I lied about the fit and clearly you do. I don't know if, if they know. You didn't say anything about that. This, your writing is, well, it's like mine. It's aggressively erratic. So I don't know if they know or not. And you don't say whether they know or not. So why don't you just leave it alone? And if they ask, you'd be like, yeah, you, I thought it was a good idea. I decided to go get fish. And then that's it. Just leave it alone. Let's do one more. Or actually, you know what? Let's not. I got I got other shit to do. All right. So, um, oh, and if you don't like some of the opinions or thoughts I have on this podcast, just do me a favor. Don't fucking listen. If you get outraged, I'm just going to tell you to go buy a dog because I don't give a fuck. Okay? And quite frankly, you know that a lot of the shit that I say makes sense. Okay? One of the things that destroyed the Roman, or excuse me, the Romans and the Greek empires, it was before the downfall of their, uh, their civilizations, they were obsessed with sex and gender. They started exploring the roles of it, and they started tearing it apart. Once they tore down the actual structure of, uh, of gender and sex, they collapsed because they became weak. So keep that in mind, especially when your seven-year-old is like all of a sudden coming to you and be like, I'm trans. No, you're not. You're seven. Shut up and go play with blocks. In the meantime, you can find me on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, po uh, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, anywhere where podcasts are available. You can also find it on YouTube, Facebook, and of course now on Rumble. Also check out my other channels if you want positive sarcasm and positive sarcasm podcast. And uh, what's the other one? Wait, positive sarcasm. And, what? A, wow, that was a big long. And I came up with the, the episode that I, the thing I was already on. Okay, whatever. Uh, yeah. The, oh yeah, positive sarcasm and positive sarcasm reactions where I do, uh, I enjoy some really awesome rock music and you guys can kind of, I guess, go along with it. I just dropped a new one a couple days ago. Go ahead and like, subscribe to sh and share to that one. And of course, supporting positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Um, if you want to sign up for the Weeble app, go ahead and use my affiliate links in positive sarcasm at positive just click on the contact section. There's an affiliate link there for Weeble, uh, for Cash, for the Cash app, for the Acorn app. And I should probably also put ones for Coinbase and Gemini. Uh, if you guys are looking to get into that crypto stuff, well, obviously, I should be able to assist in that venture. But in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I'll talk to you all next week. Recorded here from the Sandbox. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the technology.